My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. And we are back at Nickel City Comic Con, and we're uh, sitting down with a couple special guests. Now, this is going to be a little different because generally we have Paul with us. Paul and Laura are both downstairs at the Comic Book Men panel, so they've left me alone. I get to run things. A little scared. Don't know how this is going to work out. Uh, but I have two gentlemen here who uh, made one of my childhood dreams come true earlier. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Yeah, my name is TJ Kurtz. I'm known as the Arcade. I'm all about video games. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all shapes and sizes, it's your boy, Mr. Knockout himself, Mr. Gabriel Soul, Cyclone, the Crimson Cyclone. And I'm a professional wrestler in the Western New York area. Yeah, now, I don't know if, if anybody saw this earlier, we got to hold the tag team belts. That was pretty yes, cool. Yes, you did, yes. That, that was pretty cool. Uh, now, it can kind of tell the story so that everybody's aware, and I touched on this in one of our earlier segments. So I came back from somewhere earlier, and I saw Paul talking to you. And you've got some pretty crazy contacts in. And at first I was like, is that guy going to kick Paul's ass? I better get over there and do something. What's going on there? Uh, but yeah, why don't you guys tell, tell us a little about uh, what you're doing. Let's, okay. Let's get this well, out there. Well, today we're at the Comic-Con. We're at the Buffalo you know, Niagara Convention Center for the Comic-Con. Um, we are promoting Nickel City Wrestling. Nickel City Wrestling is the brand new promotion starting up in Buffalo, New York. Um, I mean, it, it's a fresh off the grounds company. Um, I am on the roster, TJ Carts. The arcade is on the roster as well. This show is going to be at the Matthew Blab Post in Lackawanna, New York, uh, October 15th. And with that being said, we're, we're bringing in uh, great names. We're bringing, in, we're bringing entertainment back to the Western New York area for professional wrestling. Um, and everybody says, you know, they'll say, oh, professional wrestling, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, you know, oh, it's, it's fake. But it's still entertainment. Professional wrestling is one of the highest, highest grossing businesses, you know, yeah, on, on TV. Absolutely. It, it's one of the longest running, you know, um, shows on TV as well. You know, so I mean, so you can't sit there and say anything negative about professional wrestling without saying anything positive. There's no way in the world you can't do it. I would agree it. with that. You know, but with that being said, we're bringing wrestling back to Western New York in this area. Uh, for our first show, we're having Jim Anvil Nightheart and also uh, Earl Hebner. Nice. Earl Hebner is a uh, professional referee who's been in the WWE, him and his brother. He's also been in TNA, Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's a highly decorated referee, great guy. I met him personally. Uh, Jim Anvil Nightheart is the ex-tag team partner of, or just tag team partner, I should say ex, tag team partner of Brett the Hitman Hart, Out Foundation, which is one of the best tag teams in WWE history as well, um, who comes from a great line of wrestlers uh, in, in the Canadian area. Um, but we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're here just promoting that and just letting you people know that we are out here and, you know, professional wrestling is still alive and kicking. 
Now, uh, are you guys going to, you just have this one show planned, or are you going to try to do something on a regular basis? Like, are you talking monthly, bi-monthly? I mean, what, what's the general plan that you're shooting typically, for? Typically, with, with the new promotion, you, you definitely want to have more shows booked. Um, I know the promoter has at least three shows booked at this moment in time after this one. Uh, I know there's a show in December. I don't have the actual date as of yet. I wish I did. Um, but I know there's other shows booked, other shows planned. Uh, so with that being said, um, you always want to plan out more shows. And there's whenever you start a show, you always want to go bigger and better. Always. Every single time. Yeah. And uh, that's what's definitely going to happen with Nickel City Wrestling. Now, how did you guys uh, both... Were you wrestling prior to getting involved in this promotion? Or how, how did this all start for you personally? Well, for me, um, um, of course, they asked me to get on the show. I mean, I was like, I picked the opportunity. Like, if you, if opportunity comes to you, I mean, you grab it. I mean, don't just leave it on the table, but somebody else gets it. Were you wrestling prior to that offer? Yeah, yeah it was, yes. Yep. How about you? How'd you get me? started? I, uh, I, I, I've always wanted to wrestle. Always wanted to be a professional wrestler. You know, ever since I was little, you know, I mean, I, I look young. However, I'm, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> no way. Yes, sir. No way. That's what going yes, to the gym sir. does. He's young. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I have a 20-year-old in college right now. Um, but I wouldn't have thought. Wow. I, I, I thought you were like 22, 23. <laughs> Man, yeah. I feel old now. So, so this we, is what 40 looks like on the rest of us, okay? <laughs> right here. That's awesome. But, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to be a wrestler. I remember when wrestling back in the days was when pay-per-view burst came out. And it really, it wasn't blocked. It was just a scrambled screen. Yeah. Yep. I'm watching wrestling from a scrambled screen in my grandmother's house. Because my grandmother had cable. I didn't have cable at my mom's house. I had cable at my grandmother's house. Watching it there and just listening to it. Because it came in clear. You can listen to it. Yeah. You just couldn't see it. And once in a while, the screen would go clear. And it would come back scrambled. But, I mean, I, I watched it ever since then. Um, it came to a point in time where I said, you know what? I'm going to follow a dream. And at 33 years old, after I had my family, you know, wife and kids and I said, you know what? I'm going to start a wrestling career. I'm going to start a wrestling career. Found somewhere to train. I trained. From there on in, I hit the ground running. I've been wrestling ever since, and I love it. Nice. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I have fond memories of listening to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, the Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon cage match. Yep. I didn't have the pay-per-view, but I could I could hear it. Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, so yeah, it, it was. Those were the days you were able, to, days, you're able to listen to the pay-per-views and not actually watch them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, since you've started this, uh, where have you wrestled anywhere else? Uh, prior yes, to this? I, I've wrestled. I've wrestled all over the place. Um, uh, like like I said earlier today, as soon as I leave here, I'm driving to Maine, nine hours out to wrestle. Um, I've wrestled in Canada, I've wrestled in Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, um, uh, where else, uh, Maryland, um, just all over all over New York. Um, I've wrestled for, I've worked backstage for uh, TNA, which is just backstage hands, but you know, but Impact Wrestling is on television. I've wrestled, you know, you know, uh, just all, all over the East Coast. Do you find there's a lot of... Uh a lot more, I should say, smaller promotions now than there were a few years ago because it kind of seemed like everything became the big two, which became the big one, and there was nothing else. And yeah. at least it seems, from my perspective, that you're starting to see things pop up again, just like it did back in the uh, the Jim Cornette days with yeah. all, all the different uh, regional things. It's all happening again. Yeah, yeah. You know, TJ, how about you answer your answer that question your, with, with your opinion, and then I'll go into mine because mine starts heat. <laughs> <laughs> So, we say like, how so yeah, 
how, what do you think about the promotions that are popping up now? Do you think there's a lot more indie promotions now that WWE is kind of cornering the market? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, more opportunities out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just like, well, of course, with this coming up, I mean, a lot of people can get to this. I mean, other than driving somewhere bike bar. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind driving out there once in a while, but you know, mm-hmm. I just want to stay local because so yeah. my friends and family can see me. Right, right. So yeah. So my take on this is is, is very it, it's it's near and dear to my heart. And the reason why it's near and dear to my heart because to answer the question bluntly, yes, there are a lot. There are a lot of smaller companies starting up. And the reason why they're starting up is because a lot of people aren't trained in the wrestling business. And because they aren't trained, they're not used. And because they're not used, they get upset. Because they get upset because they can't wrestle anywhere. So what do they do? I'm going to start my own company. And they start their own company. So it's basically, I'm going to take my ball and go home syndrome. And that's what happens. There's people out there in the wrestling business who doesn't know, don't know a lick of wrestling. However, they want to start their own promotion. And it happens all over. And you get these guys that think they know everything. And think they know business. And think they know wrestling. And it backfires. And it kills. It actually kills the business after a while. Well, it's got to hurt the uh, the wrestlers trying to make it in the, the business as well. That, that's right. got to that's do more harm than good for a career, I would yes. imagine. It does, it does. Because, I mean, you get you get guys that think they know how to put a show on, how to run business, um, you know, how to how to make the fans come in, and then they don't. I mean, it, it's, it hurts the fans because when you put on a horrible show, you get, you get the fans that come to see this horrible show, and it may be their first time coming to a wrestling show, ever. You know, they may see it on TV, but they come to an indie show, and they see this indie show, and it's one of the worst shows they've ever seen. And they just don't want to go back. And they don't want to go back. And they may, and you may have one of the best shows. Like right now, one of the best companies in the Western New York area is Empire State Wrestling. Hands down. Everybody wants to get into Empire State Wrestling. Empire State Wrestling is like the WWE of Western New York. Okay. Okay? So... I'm trying to get in there. I've worked there a couple of times, you know. So you know, you worked there a couple of times as well. But you want to get there and you want to be a mainstay. However, when you have these guys that can't get in there and get pissed off because they can't get in there, they start their own company, and then their shows are horrible. And the fans that come to their show because it's closer say, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible! I don't ever want to go to an indie show again." Yeah. And it hurts the business. And and that's that's sad. No, I completely understand that. You, you kind of see that in a lot of uh, a lot of places, mm-hmm. uh, not just in the wrestling business. I mean, we see it in the con circuit as well. Right, exactly. Yeah, everybody wants to do their own show, and some of them are really great. And it, you always got to appreciate when somebody tries, but mm-hmm. sometimes you can clearly tell that you know this this was not what you should be doing. Exactly. But you know, it, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because a friend of mine who is a pro wrestler, Robbie Vegas, he's a musician as well. And musicians or wrestlers are typically the same type of business. You know, if you go to a horrible, you know, uh, a single concert or, or a small little gig that a musician has at a bar and it's horrible, well, I'm not going to go again. It's the same thing, you know. So, I mean, you got to know your craft. you got to know what, what you can do and what you can do, you know, and, and accept it. Now, I'm thinking you guys must have some interesting stories. I mean, I don't know how much time you have, but like I said, I've got nothing to do right now, so if you guys want to talk, I mean... i got a full hour, you I, know. I think I could listen to you talk forever. You just, you, you're def- you definitely you work the mic well, don't you? Well, thank you, thank you. Um, tell me a story. Give me something. Tell you a story. Give me a story. All right. I'll give you a... Uh, let me see. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to pick up one, too. I got one. Toronto. 
driving up to Toronto, car full of people. Me, at the time, Jeremiah Bradley, um, Maverick Matt Milan, the invincible Vince Baylor, and who was the fifth person? Fifth person, it doesn't matter. I can't remember the fifth person. I, I apologize the fifth person. I can't remember who you were. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're listening. Don't worry about they, it. They might. They might. Um, so we're driving up to Canada, go to a wrestling show. We come back. Okay? So we're driving back. We stop at 7-Eleven. Everybody's getting food. This is our time to eat. You know, we just got paid. Everybody's eating. And they pick up this donut that was on the ground. And they're flinging this donut around at each other. I mean, and they're like whipping it. For some other reason, this damn donut is not breaking. Flipping the flipping the donut, throwing it around. Some like guys, let's go. We're leaving now. One of these bastards takes the donut, and apparently, I thought he threw it away. Okay. Okay. So we're driving. I had a full tank of gas at the time. So we're driving home, and I'm driving. I drive everybody home. I drop everybody off. Two days later, time to get some gas. I open up my gas tank, and the donut is wrapped around my gas tank. <laughs> Oh like goodness. you, <laughs> you Woo! bastards! I put it on Facebook and everybody crack it up. Did I you mean, ever find out which one of them did yeah, it? Yeah, it was it was uh, Matt Milan, Maverick oh Matt Milan. Oh my goodness, that yeah. is awesome! Donut on well, the right side of town now. So right in the ring of the gas thing, right there. Like oh, as soon as I open it up, he's like, I can't believe it took you this long to look at it. I was like, I had a full tank of gas. I'm gonna look at my gas tank. You know? Oh, that's um, funny imagining a bunch of pro wrestlers throwing a donut around a parking lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, they are, I mean, they are, they are, amazing. we, it, it's so much fun. I mean, you know, being in the road is so much fun. I'm trying to think of some more stories for you. It's, it's, like, there, there's so, there's so many. Um, don't go to sleep when you're in a, when you're in a car for wrestlers. Okay. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> Jeremiah Bradley is a big wrestler, big guy, huge guy, power lifter. I mean, when I say huge, I mean huge. In size, girth, and muscle, just huge. Big guy all Yeah. But in the car, driving, he's like a newborn baby. Knocked out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, as soon as he goes to sleep, we Good take pictures. City. So we got, we got pictures Murphy, all over the place. Rich is hanging out of his mouth. Just, just crazy up. pictures all over the place. Picture um, with the I'm trying to think of some more stop by stories. Check out I'm trying to put me on the spot there. I wish I I'm sorry, you know, I wasn't sure what we were doing either, so I'm winging it, you know. It's tough when you come to these cons because you get up, you get here, you get set up, you try to walk around, try to make some connections with people you want to talk with later on. And then the waiting starts. And you're sitting there doing nothing until somebody else is free to talk. You guys came over as a break up. Yeah. It can be a, I mean, have you ever done a convention like this before? Have I ever been in? Have you done a convention like this before? No, this is my first convention, actually. I mean, it, it, it is fantastic. Actually, I should probably let him finish talking. You want to waste some money? Pokemon Go on your phone. You're going to want to stop down there at 1 p.m. today. Okay, and of course, as soon as I hit pause, they stop talking. <laughs> it so. usually happens that way. So yeah, I mean, you get set up, you get all ready, and then there's a lot of waiting. And it, it's kind of like, it, I'm surrounded by all the stuff that I love here. Yeah. But part of me is like, is it 7 o'clock yet? Because <laughs> I walked around, I looked at everything, mm-hmm. um, either I things are too expensive or I, I'm not seeing something that I want. You know, right, you, right, you get to an age where you kind of have the stuff that you've wanted yep. anyway, so I could buy something, but it'd be a waste. Yeah. Uh, so it's like... 
you're just waiting for guests. <laughs> and it's like, between that, it's just the three of us sitting here going, okay, what now? <laughs> what now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least, I mean, you guys can, like, uh, walk around, parade the uh, the tag team belts there. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. That's got to really get the people going. Oh, yeah, yeah. we could. We could. I mean, I mean and it, it's been one of those days where, you know, I, I love to talk to people. I love to talk. I'm a people person. Love it. Um, but after a while, I mean, you know, I'm saying the same thing repetitively over and over again. You know, hey, we're a new company starting up. You know, come check us out. October 15th, Matthew Gladpose. He's going to be here. He's going to be here. I'm there. He's there. Check us out. Okay. Your, your pitch gets worse as the day goes <laughs> yeah, exactly. on. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, yeah, we're going to be wrestlers. All right, bye. And I'm on my phone just typing away. <laughs> yeah, we're wrestlers. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been there. I, I think uh, Sunday afternoon when people come by, we're like, uh, yeah, we're a podcast, never mind. Take a card. <laughs> yeah, we're just done. We're just uh, done. Yeah, yeah, the two-day ones are tough. Um, yeah. And are, are you here both days? We're here both days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to have my son here. I think I have my son come talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. Have my son come talk to you. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. But um, uh, with that being said, I'm going to take, take some plugs right now. I'm going to plug. You, you do that. In fact, one of our things, uh, we always start our show with uh, the phrase, what's got you geeked? Our thing when it comes to interviews mm-hmm. is we don't want to talk about us. We want you to talk about you. Plug your stuff. This isn't like you know Letterman where you, you, <laughs> you plug your stuff and then he asks you three questions and you're done. I mean, <laughs> 40 minutes of you pushing your stuff is better than me talking. Not everyone a problem. everyone hears me talk, so please. <laughs> Not a problem. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I stated, I am Gabriel Soul and I do a podcast. Turnbuckle Talk Podcast, strictly wrestling, so we don't step on the feet of the geek pod, you know. <laughs> That's fine, you can step on my feet. <laughs> you know, we, we, we do um, professional wrestling interviews. We just interviewed uh, Terry Funk, WWE uh, Hall nice. of Famer. Yeah, you know, we're, we're looking to do more bigger interviews. Um, with that, it's the uh, Facebook page is Gabriel Jones, because of course, Soul, they said it's in my real last name. Which it really isn't, but nobody knows that. <laughs> but uh, um, Turnbuckle Talk Radio podcast on the Gear Network, G E R E. Um, it is a internet radio station. Whole bunch of different shows on there. Um, what else? Uh, what else is there? What, what's the, what? You don't even know. I'm, I'm looking at you yeah. about to ask you questions because you look like my producer Pat G, and I usually look at him and he answers questions very quickly because he knows if he doesn't, I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's usually right on that. Um, uh, let me see. Talking talking wrestling is on there. Get get ready, America. Which are great shows. You know, I mean, we have a variety of different shows. Um, Gear Network has opened their hearts to us. We were actually on AM AM Radio. We were on. 1090, I believe it was. 1090 AM, uh, Buff State, Buff State Station, or five? No, no. Anyway, I can't remember. But we're not there anymore. But, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Exactly. We were on the radio station. They, you know, we, we left there. We went to the internet radio station, and we've been running hard ever since. Um, it's it's a great show. You know, it's it's me talking. So I mean, that makes it even more great. Um, it, it's my producer Pat G. The G stands for gangster. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we have fun. Definitely have fun. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Um, Facebook, Gabriel Soul. Gabriel Jones already said that. My Twitter page, The Gabriel Soul. Um, what else? I think that's about it. You know, I am all over. You can always book me. Always look for a booking. I, I do birthday parties. 
I have yeah. done birthday parties. Really? I really have. That's that's cool. <laughs> Do you bring a ring with you? I don't. Oh, so okay. here's a story for you. When I first started wrestling, I had white gear, white singlet, white singlet. For people that know what a singlet is, it's a one, it's a onesie, pretty much a onesie. Two feet, arms go through the arm space, straps. So with my with my singlet, um, I wear it, and I've been told that I'm well endowed. A lot of women have told me this. So with wearing a white singlet to a birthday party. And with me being well endowed, I I I walk in after my well endowment walks in. <laughs> so there's a lot of women there, and completely, I felt complete. I mean, I felt like a piece of meat. <laughs> I didn't mind it. However, there are little kids there as well. That must have been awkward. <laughs> Super awkward. I did get paid nicely though. I did get paid for a birthday party, and I just sat there and just signed autographs and brought brought tickets. I think it paid like seventy five bucks for a birthday party just to stand there. I think they paid me seventy five because the women enjoyed it. You know, whatever it takes. You got to yeah. hustle to make money. So, <laughs> I mean, if, if they're willing to pay, you know, they got. I mean, somebody's got to pay for it. So I felt like a piece of meat during that time. I mean, it was. I don't know. It's it was one of those things. Yeah, I. I, I will never know what that's like, so <laughs> I don't have that problem. You got anything you want to plug? Facebook, Instagram. Um, based on Facebook, TJ Williams. I mean, I don't have my um my gimmick up there yet, but I'm soon to have it up there. Of course, I'll have my wrestling. I might put some martial arts kind of tape because I'm also a martial artist. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been doing it for like 20 years. And, of course, people know I'm training Chuck Norris style. It was um, normal as um, Chunk of Dough, but he changed it back to Chuck Norris style. And Chuck Norris style is basically the definition of, I can beat anybody's ass. Yeah, Because Chuck Norris is amazing. Go yeah, ahead. He definitely is. <laughs> um, he's a great guy. I mean, met him a couple times. Took pictures with him twice. Really? Nice. Yeah, I mean, we have our convention over um, Las Vegas every year. And we um, have our little competition with other members of UFAB, which is another organization that we're in. United Fighting Arts Federation. It's, it's great. I like going down there and meeting people. Meeting new people and seeing people that I know. I mean, it's like my family. Yeah. It's got to be nice to kind of come back and revisit that, you know, on a yearly basis or something. Yeah. Like see the same people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, pro wrestling has, pro wrestling opens up doors for a lot of different things. You know, I mean, like I said, I love it, you know. And with me being 40 years old, I show my kids that a dream can be achieved. That, that's know. that's important. Right? Yeah, and, and that's the main thing. That's the main reason why I did it, why I got into it. I got into it at 33. I've been doing it for seven years. Um, and I told my kids I was going to do it, you know, and they were like, go for it, you know. And as soon as I got into it, my kids loved it. You know, my, my youngest daughter, she said she wants to be a wrestler. She already picked out a name and everything. Oh, wow. Her name is Caramel Kiss. Caramel Kiss, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know. Very nice. So, yeah. But, um, you know, my, my son, I tried to get my son into it. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. But he comes to the shows. He watches. You know, my oldest is always into it. I just had my four-year-old. My four-year-old, I just took him to the ring, and he beat me for the, for the heavyweight title. I'm the heavyweight title at MFW, at Maximum Force Wrestling. Um, he uh, beat me for the heavyweight championship. His finishing move is the DDT. <laughs> That's <Yep>. awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, his finishing was the DDT. It's it's pretty cool. I got some pictures. Of course, on the podcast, you can't see the pictures, fans. But yeah, but I can tell you how awesome they are. Yeah, you can tell you how awesome they are. Let me see. Where are they? Where are they? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's always a fun time. You know, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Wouldn't oh, trade it for anything there in the world. There you go. Oh, you got the Batman that, shirt on. Oh, he's yeah, got you. That's a that, DDT that's, right that, there. That's the DDT right there. There's the pinfall. Oh, beautiful. One, two, three <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> There's the DDT. There's the pinfall. That is adorable. So, yeah. But, I mean, I, I love it. He he loves it all the time. Like, I, I just actually hurt my leg. Um, I got an ACL tear. Um, and I got it surgically repaired. No, sir, I take that back. I, I didn't get a surgical repair. I got a whole new ACL. So I'm walking around with a zombie knee. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Like, I, I got a cadaver. So uh, every time I leave the house for a wrestling show, my four-year-old says, Dad, are you going to your show? I'm like, yeah, son, I'm leaving. I'll see you later. He's like, okay, don't break your leg again. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so did he pick out the DDT as his finishing move? It just happened. With wrestling, with wrestling, a lot of things just happen. Yeah? A lot of things just happen. Sometimes they're not planned. Sometimes, you know, when when you get in, you get into the business. Like, my name wasn't planned. I didn't plan on being Gabriel Soul. I'm trying to remember what my, I think my name was. I think I picked the name out and everything. But when I was training, um, I was training with one another friend of mine. We were both starting at the same time. And we were doing this British accent. And basically, we were basically talking like that. And it was something that it was very interesting to know that that I can do a British accent. Everyone would love it. And they wouldn't even know the difference, right? So I told them, I said, well, listen, how we do this? You can do a British accent. I'll do my British accent. We'll be hot and soul. You'll be Michael Hart, and I'll be Gabriel Soul. No, I'm sorry. I didn't know that yet. I said, you'll be Michael Hart. And I said, I'll be something soul, all right? And he said, that's a brilliant idea. I said, it's amazing, right? So I said, wait a minute. I have to find out a name for, for Soul. So another wrestler came up to me and said, Hey, but why don't you do Gabriel? I said, Gabriel sounds amazing. I said, it sounds completely amazing. I can do a Gabriel Soul, Michael Hart, with Hart and Soul, the tag team. Not knowing to my announced that there's another wrestler in the Rochester area named Gabriel. And his name is Gabriel Sight. I didn't know that with me being a new in the business. So I said, wait a minute. You're going to give me a name of somebody else's name and not tell me. This started a huge, huge fight. Huge fight, internet fight between me and this guy. Because he didn't know me, I didn't know him. I was new in the business. He was probably nine years in already. And I'm just now starting. Um, I had my first match a year later, and I was under the name Gabriel Soul. And of course, I stopped the British accent, sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, he sends me an email. Hey, and... He's, he's, he's an African-American gentleman, like myself. And he says, uh, hey, um, I hear you're going by. You know, you're trying to follow my coattails. You need to um, do your own thing. You know, with us being African-American in the business, you know, it's hard enough for us to get by. And um, you need to stop following my coattails. Plus, I saw your first match and you're garbage. Like, he's, like, completely destroying me. Never met me before in his life. So me, being the guy that I am, now, a little background on myself. I'm raised in the hood. I'm from the hood. I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a very civilized guy. You know, I've, yeah. I've left that life behind me. You know, I've, I've established myself in, 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 in life. You know, kids are great. You know, nice house, nice car. Great job I have. You know, career. So, but I still have roots to that. 
I still can revert back to me being a thug or a gangster, whatever you want to call it. You know. So I sent back a nice email. I'm sorry, I you know I didn't know about this. I didn't know about your name. You know, um, I didn't know any of the, the issues. I was given the name. However, your previous email that you just sent me is kind of disrespectful. If you are a heavyweight champion that you say you are, you should approach me a little bit differently. He sends me back this other email that's crazy. Like, I don't give a damn about who you are. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, whatever. You know, just stop using my name. Stop trying to write my fucking coattails. Crazy shit. So I'm like, all right, dude. Now you woken up a sleeping dragon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Fuck you. We can go back and forth. I don't care. Doesn't make a difference to me. Just remember, wrestling isn't real. It's scripted. Remember, I'm a real dude. I will beat your ass. Oh, man. <laughs> he sends me back one. We can get at it. We can do whatever you want to do. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a boxing champion and blah, 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 this. We're going, we're going at it. I get a phone call. Like, I'm getting, as I'm typing up my next email, telling him exactly what I'm going to do and drive to his house, I'm typing up my email and I get a phone call. <laughs> phone call is like, stop. Please. Leave him alone. <laughs> Who was it from? It was from my promoter that I was working for, oh. my trainer. So apparently, he got in contact with somebody that he knows. He knows my trainer. He called my trainer and said, please tell him to stop emailing him. Leave it alone. So I said, okay, I'll leave it alone. So now, we still haven't met each other. I'm waiting to meet him now. I'm, I'm driving to different shows to meet this guy. I go to one show and he's not there. He comes to a show where... Um, where I was supposed to be at and I wasn't there so we keep missing each other Okay. so um, through the grapevine I hear at a party he talks to some of the guys that I know one of my good friends and he's just destroying me I mean just literally just talking trash comes back to me I'm like alright forget this I need to see this dude right now Next show that comes up in the area, North Tonawanda, I drive my happy ass to North Tonawanda immediately. <laughs> Park my car, and lo and behold, who was outside? This wrestler. So Yo, what happened? Come here. Oh. Let's talk. <laughs> but we, we sit back and we talk, and I tell him the story about my name and how I got it. And it was, it was known that he was known in the area. And the person that gave me the Gabriel name knew about him, knows him personally, spoke to him, had matches with him. So we both came to the conclusion that the name was given to me on purpose to cause drama, to cause conflict. Yeah. We got to the bottom of the story after we went through all of this. But after that, we became great friends. Isn't it funny how that happens? It's funny how that happens. We became great friends, super great friends. And, and we had wrestling matches together. Yeah. And typically, whenever something like that happens in the wrestling business, whenever you have heat, we call it heat, whenever you have heat with somebody, and let's just say you got to wrestle them, like if me and TJ Carps had heat, if I didn't like him, he didn't like me for some odd reason, and we had to wrestle against each other, oh, you can damn sure best believe, I'm going to punch his face off in the wrestling ring. Yeah, and I'd take it anyway. And he'd take it anyway. Oh, you kind of have to, yeah. Well, not, not typically, though. Really? Because, because if he didn't, like if he knew we had heat, and he knew I hit him hard, TJ be like, this bastard just hit me hard. Super hard. And with TJ's background, he would probably just grab me, lock me up, and choke me out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? But but you definitely take it. You know, I mean, if, if you get hit hard, 
if you get hit super hard in the ring, take it. Yeah, and just, man. you know, Believe it's, me. yeah. Yeah, I was in the ring with um, Rob Rage, of course, a wrestler from Canada. I mean, I had to do like a TV taping. And I had a feeling I was going to face him anyway, because he was going to be on the show. I mean, I went in the ring just for a three-minute match. Of course, I mean, does push me to the corner of the rope. Of course, he picks me up to the rope. And I don't know, either he hit me or slapped me in the throat. I had a sore throat for a week. Wow. Now, let me stop there. Let me just give you a little yeah. background on Rob Rage. Rob Rage looks like he was born a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like when he came out of the womb, it was just one muscle. And he just grew from there. <laughs> so, so, so think of Rob Rage and think of an automatic bodybuilder. You know, and then that's, that's who he wrestled. I highly respect him. I mean, he's a good guy. I mean, he gave me a lot, a lot of tips of like TV promotion. I mean, like I'm, I really respect the guy. Yeah. I mean, but I'm afraid of him too. Yeah, Rob Rage is a big guy. Yeah. Big guy. Wow, that's a. Uh, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I would think that a lot of times you do get hit pretty hard. Even you do. Even yeah. not on purpose, just by the nature. I mean, the physicality right. of what you do, it, yep. it's kind of unavoidable. It is. It is. And at, at times it is unavoidable. But with that. There are times where it can be, if me and TJ Carter wrestling each other, he hit me hard. I know he didn't mean it. We'll get to the back. I'll take it. We'll keep wrestling. Get to the back. Like, TJ, dude, lighten up a little bit. Or I'll tell him in the ring, lighten up. If you hit me hard again, now you're going to get a receipt. A receipt is basically, you just bought that. I'm going to give you a receipt for it. Now. I like that. I've not heard that before. That's good. You, you That's bought good. it. You bought it. You yes, indeed. You bought what I'm going to give to you now. Here's your receipt, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. I mean, and I've I've gotten here. Here's a story for you. See now, now we're getting the stories. Training in North Carolina. Um, me and my tag team partner again, Jeremiah Bradley. Um, we get down to North Carolina. and We're in a tag team. For some odd reason, they want to. We're getting to North Carolina. and We're there, and me and him are trying to learn singles. But they see two big black guys. Like, oh, you're you're a tag team. Really? 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 <laughs> okay, we're a tag team. So we get there, and we're going up against the promoter and um, another guy who's well-known in the area. Super well-known. So we get in the ring, and, and we're still young in the business. We're probably like two, three years in the business. So we're still fresh. So we get down there, we're wrestling against them, and they want a real simple match. They're older, they're kind of more heavy set. Kind of out of shape a little bit, but I know what they, that's you know, like. Yeah, <laughs> but they still mentally know what they're doing, you know. But for some odd reason, we messed up, and all of a sudden, I'm on the ground, and I hear him yell to his tag team partner, "Stretch him!" Fans, that's something that you do not want to hear in a wrestling ring. Is stretch him? Really? Stretching somebody is pretty much stretching somebody. They, they put you in the mood, and they cause you pain. And he put me in a chokehold stretch move. I felt every single one of my ribs separate. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And that was the old-timer's way And that was the old-timer ways of saying, you're going to learn, damn it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I like to think that um, guile and uh, knowledge and age overcome youth and exuberance every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't always happen, though, <laughs> especially, you know, with, with stupid things like skateboarding and sledding and oh, things yeah. like that. You can't avoid, <laughs> you can't avoid that. No. no. But, yeah, so he, he took us back in the backstage, and he told us what we did wrong. We accepted it. We were young. And then he starts showing us all these different moves, the people that either purposely stretch you or purposely try to hurt you, and how to defend it. 
there's nice. yeah, there's one move where if someone's purposely trying to hit you, there's a spot right in the back of your neck, right here, right in that area. If you take your hand, open hand, and you smack it, he will go limp for two seconds and really? fall. Yeah, because wow. that's right where that neck and that the, the spinal cord kind of meet. If you tap that, I mean, it's just a tap too. It's not really, I mean, it's not super soft, but it's not really hard. But it's just that, bam, he's gonna fall. He oh, he man. did that to me, and I'm like, holy damn! <laughs> like, like and he he showed all of us these moves. You know, there's there's one movie showed where. Um, you grab the thumb and you grab the thumb and you just grab the whole thumb and you just push back just a little bit. Like you can do it to yourself and you just feel that tension there and you're gonna let go of whatever move you got on. Yeah, that's why the weakest part of the weakest part of the hand is the thumb. Yeah. You always go for it. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that, but it makes sense. Yeah. I mean you got I mean and that's one of the things you gotta protect yourself in, in that ring. Yeah. I mean you'll have people who don't know what they're doing, but you'll have people that will know what they're doing and um, try and hurt you. You got to be able to protect yourself. You know, I mean, that, that, that was actually my producer, actually. Ah, that's what I was saying. If you need to get that, <laughs> no, yeah, that, that was my producer calling me. So I'll, I'll call him back, tell him I'm doing a podcast, and you know, it'll be all right. <laughs> um, do you find you run into a lot of people on the road that are trying to actually hurt other wrestlers? I, I would think you. I mean, there, there's 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 douchebags and everything. There is. There um, is. I just wouldn't hope that it wouldn't happen that often. Not. Not intentionally, unless there is, unless there is heat that has been building up for some time. But basically, a lot of people that try and hurt you aren't doing it intentionally. They're doing it because one, their ego is bigger than their damn brain. Two, they think they're better than what they are. And three, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, another story. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm you, good at pulling them out. Yeah, see, the conversation. This, like, All you, you were need there for this talk. story. The Rob Rage story. Yeah. Oh man, he just like, whoa, eyes yeah. went big. Yeah, this were, were, were like you still there one. that night? When Rob, let me let me start the story. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing yeah. TV tapings for a show, for Sunday shows, Riverworks Wrestling, and Rob Rage is going up against this skinny, skinny kid. Like I said, Rob Rage was born a muscle. That's how he grew. He just grew arms and legs. That was it. Um, so. Um, He's going against this skinny kid who's probably a buck thirty, soaking wet with thirty pounds, wow, with really? thirty pound weight on him. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, from Rochester. Yeah. I, I can't remember his name. No disrespect, just can't remember his name. Um, Rob Rage, he was already hungry. He was already tired. We've been there for like six hours already doing video tapings, TV tapings. We're already super tired and hungry. Gets in the ring with this kid, and the kid messes up. And he, Rob Ray just literally throws him across the ring. Can you not mess up, please? Start the taping over again. And I'm looking, I'm like, who the hell are you to start the taping over again? <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. But nobody's going to argue with Rob Rage. So, start the taping over again. Kids messes up again. Rob Rage yells at him again. Start the taping over again. Kid gets it right the first part, but then messes up the second part. Rob Rage grabs him, slams him down. Stop fucking up, kid. Stop it. Calm down. Take your time. He comes in again. Messes up again. Oh. Like it was continuous mess ups. Slams him down again and he's yelling at him. And he calms down for a second. He says, calm down, kid. I understand. I'm slate. I'm tired. We've done this a million times. 
calm down. Let's just get it right. Kid comes in. He goes for a move where um, Rob Rage gets him up over, over his shoulder. And what's supposed to happen is he's a, the kid's supposed to keep his legs and hips on Rob, Rob Rage's right shoulder and keep them there. Don't move. Just keep him over his shoulder. Just draped over. The kid, what he does, he puts his legs in between Rob's legs' head, Rob Rage's head, like a power driver. Driver. Yeah, he goes for the Kishi driver, but he goes for a power driver. Rob Rage slams him down, and he's pissed. He takes his foot and stomps this 130-pound kid right in his chest. Oh, I swear. Did you see that? You didn't see it? I say I heard about it. Oh, I saw it. I was there. I, I stomped him right in the chest. I mean, and just was just completely done. And just literally grabbed him. Ripped his trunks, ripped his pants, threw him out of the ring. Get me somebody else right now. I mean, literally threw him out of the ring. Get me somebody else right now. He's like, I have nobody else. So they just they just took scraps of his match and put it together. But as soon as the kid went to the backstage, I immediately went back there. Because if Rob Rage is going to be angry and he's going to kill this kid, I got to stop him. I don't know why I thought I could stop him. I'm just... Like I said, Rob Rage is born a muscle, so I don't know how I thought I was going to stop him, but I was back there. So I come back there, and I'm sitting back to the kid, and the kid's upset, super upset, and I'm talking to him, calm down, don't worry about it, it's okay. You know, just if he comes back here yelling and screaming, just listen to him, and that's it. Don't give any rebuttal, don't give anything that's going to cause any type of problem. So um, he comes back here, and he talks to him, and he, everything's cool and calm, but the kid completely messed up. He was scared, tired, everybody was tired and hungry, but... It was a very, very situation, brings back to the topic, situation where it wasn't intentional. That was intentional afterwards. <laughs> the, the chest stop sounds Yeah, the chest, the chest stop was intentional. But, I mean, it's not something where if you know what you're doing, you're not going to hurt somebody. A lot of people who are bigger in nature kind of hit a little harder because they want to make contact. You know, I mean, you still control your punch. Like, people, in all honesty, people are scared to wrestle me at times. They see me. I'm six foot one, 270 pounds. You know, I'm, I'm kind of kind of muscular. You know, um, people see me, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to get hit by you. You know? Um, yeah, I, I can understand that. I don't want to get hit by you either. <laughs> so, uh, wrestling in Phelps, New York, another story. Um, wrestling with a guy named Rob Cook, I.B. Green. You know, he's never wrestled me before, and he's kind of scared to wrestle me. Because he said, like, dude, he's like, I, I just see you walloping me. You know, so we get in the ring, we're going back and forth. He does his little shtick of comedy stuff and bouncing around. And I finally get my hands on him, I grab him, throw him to the corner, and I punch him right in his face. Boom! And he's sitting there waiting. And he's waiting. And I, I already threw a punch. And he's waiting. And he opens up his eyes and he says, Do you already throw the punch? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Holy damn, you didn't hit me. Oh yeah, let's go! <laughs> Completely unscared now. We're doing everything out of the world now. We're jumping around, bouncing, punching, kicking, everything. You know, oh. I mean, it's a misconception that, you know, big guys, you know, hit hard. You know, I mean, and, and in pro wrestling, yes, like I said, it is entertainment. You know, so, I mean, of course, you know, we're not really hitting anybody. Well, we, I, I take that back. We are making contact. I am hitting somebody. I am touching you. I will kick you in your stomach. I will punch you in your face. Am I doing it full force? Of course not. You know, because like I said, it, it's it's entertainment. It is pro wrestling. It's entertainment. 
you know, but there are people that will go out there and swing for the fences, you know. Once again, and I will lock somebody ops, up and choke ops, them the hell out. Ops, you know, um, you got people that are super scared as well. For instance, um, OSPW, one guy, um, my finishing move is called the Cyclone Punch. And all it is is just a spinning punch to the face. That's it. So, um, I got ready to do my... <laughs> I got ready to... That was, that was weird. Yeah. It, it's a Comic-Con, There's though. There's lots of weird shit that's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. It's a Comic-Con. It, it, it's granted. So, I go for my spinning Cyclone Punch, and the guy puts his hands up and ducks at the same time. At the same damn time. And falls as if I punched him. I got to the back, he comes back there, and he tries to say something to me, and I said, get the fuck away from me. You fucking ducked my punch. I ducked? Yes, you ducked. I ducked? Yes, you ducked. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> Didn't say any other word to me whatsoever. Scared out of his mind. I was, I was a little scared right there. You're, you're just telling me a story. That was intense, though, man. Yes, duck the punch. And I'm like, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to hit him hard. But that was a, that's a whole other story anyway. But he's just, I mean, like I said, back back to the topic. Intentionally, no. Um, I mean, sometimes people hit hard. But, I mean, you got to, it, it's all it's all on the person that's taking that hit to differentiate if it's on purpose or not on purpose. I can give you one. I might even give you two. If you hit me hard three times... Now we got issues. Now my now my kitty gloves are coming off, and now I'm going to show you my you know my, my styles that I have. Like TJ, like if TJ gets hit in the face, bam. Okay, not a problem. Guy hits him again, bam. Okay, calm down a little bit. Third time, bam. Now TJ's going to be like, all right, dude, I'm not a wrestler anymore. I'm a martial artist. Now I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Combo breaker. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, and, and me, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I, I wrestled, I wrestled in high school. You know, so I know what I'm doing. You know, my, my older brother used to, I, I, I want to wrestle because my older brother wrestled. You know, so I got into wrestling in high school. You know, um, I did kickboxing. You know, nice. so love kickboxing, love Muay Thai kickboxing and American kickboxing. You know, so I've, I've, I've done a lot. So for someone to actually think that they can actually get over on me. You know, regardless of size or whatever, you know, they, they got another thing coming. But, you know, we avoid those situations or try to avoid those situations at times. Yeah. So, I got to ask. Yes. Are you a face or a heel? I am, at this moment in time, in the Western New York area, I am a face. I love being heel. Everybody says that, don't they? It's, so, it's easier. Toronto, Canada. Um... Hold on one second. All right. Toronto, Canada. Victory Commonwealth Wrestling. Um, debut match for me. I come out, white gear, of course. <laughs> um, and I come out, and there's a little girl in the front row. I see her, notice her, cool beans. I get in the ring, fighting everybody. I get thrown out because I'm a bad guy. So I'm, I lost. It was like kind of a battle royal match. As I'm walking out, I grab my grab my jacket from the side of the ring, and I turn to her with these white contacts in my eyes, and I make this face. <sighs> yep. Little girl starts crying. 
can't stop. I go to the back. I'm chilling. Referee runs back there. Oh my gosh, the little girl couldn't stop crying. You made her cry so bad her parents had to make her leave. I'm like, are you serious? I run out there trying to stop them from leaving. They were already gone. Oh, man. Somewhere that girl is never going to go to another professional never. wrestling match. I think I scarred her for life probably. But, I mean, it was in another country, so it doesn't count, right? Right? <laughs> oh, is that how it works? Because yeah. that yeah. totally changes this trip. Yeah, completely <laughs> completely changes. Completely different country, so, I mean, it doesn't matter. Oh, so. that's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Uh, I saw you checking your phone. I don't want to hold you up anymore. Well, so no, I, I, was, get... I was checking it just to see, because I'm waiting on I'm waiting on Nickel City Promotion promoter to get here. Because actually it's 123, and I actually do have to go. Okay. So, um, they got to get ready, and I got a date. With a beautiful, beautiful woman. So, actually, no, I don't. I take that back. I do. I just don't want anybody else to listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, I don't. But, no, I, I got to get ready for a wrestling show. Okay. All right, um, then. Uh, it, it's been awesome talking to you guys. Listen, it's uh, been a pleasure. Yeah, I uh, hope you took one of the cards. I did now. And um, we will uh, be back later from Nickel City. production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.